0: hello (laughs) welcome to fiercely altered perspective i'm ember
1: oh so we're actually starting this hi i'm quinn
0: (laughs) yeah might as well we'll just roll with it
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey welcome back
0: yes Sorry we were absent last week. Life gets crazy.
1: Yeah, sometimes work sucks.
0: Yeah, but hey, it's totally fine. We're here now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We had a great time on our mini adventure that we got to have.
1: Oh, yeah, but uh, we learned a very, very valid lesson while we were on it. What was that? Pay attention to details. Yeah. We had this image in our mind we were going to go into a sensory deprivation tank or a float tank or however whatever oh yeah (laughs) and my brother started calling around and make a really long story short love you elliot but Mm -hmm. uh
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) we got set up for an hour in a (coughs) float tank
0: yeah it it was a float tank of sorts
1: (laughs) something something we'll just say this i got brutalized by a 60 some odd year old chinaman (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> literally made me moan and groan oh, in pain so and agony. <laughs> and it took a good solid two days for me to feel better afterwards. That's how deep of a massage yeah. we ended up getting. Because, oh, well, the only float part of that whole deal is they put our feet in warm water.
0: Right, right. So we walk in. <laughs> and, okay, so on the way there, it's... A Quinn, his brother Elliot and I and we are driving into... We're
1: driving into the ghetto. Yeah. Like, legit, no bullshit, we're driving into the ghetto.
0: Yeah. And we walk in and but as we're driving, they were joking around about if it's all in separate rooms, if we're all gonna be in one float tank. And I was like no, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> separate.
2: <laughs> right.
0: And we get there and this little beautiful woman walks us back and it's three beds and we're like um but wait. <laughs> right. And we asked about the floating and she's like, uh, no, we'll float your feet. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. Well, Quinn and I are also massage virgins. Were. Were. And our first one was a deep tissue. And I will say, um, mixed feels about it. I'm covered in bruises.
1: <laughs> this dude was massaging up around my shoulders and collarbone and pushed hard enough. I'm pretty sure a finger poked out of my butthole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he, he went there. I, I did.
1: <laughs> this dude, like. <sighs> Okay, make a really, really long story short. I had a knot about the size of a, mm, like a Johnsonville brat, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to say it. Most people will know what a Johnsonville brat is, or uh, some sort of sausage, a hot dog, something, <laughs> whatever. I had a knot about that size in my left hamstring, and dude was like, rub, uh, rub, 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 rub. And he was rubbing along the sides of it, and each time I was like,
0: oh, oh, God. There it is. Oh, oh, God.
1: Uh, there, uh, oh. Oh, God. And he's like, mmm. And he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, And I was, I'm I'm trying to, sir. And he went from rubbing on the sides of it to rotating his hands 90 degrees. He grabbed that sausage and squoze it. Uh And I felt it go... Oh, yeah. And it was like hot liquid running down the inside of my leg. There almost was hot liquid running down the
0: outside (laughs) of
1: my leg as well. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. And of course, I love you, Elliot. My asshole brother is sitting there giggling and laughing at me. And so he starts giggling and laughing. Dude's like, oh, this doesn't hurt you. oh, and puts the old fucking feng shui down on him, and well, yeah, I love you, Elliot. <laughs> oh man,
0: there were times when my lady would grab my foot, and my hand would go numb. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to trust her. She's gonna be able to kill me if she needs to.
1: Oh, oh, and it's
0: crazy, but it was.
1: Dude strummed the inside, like the middle innermost workings of my armpit, like a guitar, and I shot electrical sparks out of my. My fingertips.
0: Right. How did just magic, <laughs> but I was fine with the face. I was fine with the hands. She popped all of my knuckles and she barely touched me. It was just, oh, fantastic. Right. And then when she got to my calves, um, I decided I didn't like the massage anymore and I wanted to go home. <laughs> so I spent the rest of the time counting the minutes in my head with my eyes closed. I just watched the second hand just click <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And when it was done, (laughs) Quinn and Elliot were like, oh, man, we got extra time on our massage, which was very nice of them. Very wonderful. Uh, But they were like, it didn't even feel like it was that long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." I felt all of it. However, it was amazing. to hear my muscles pop and then my my spine naturally pop back into place yeah oh my gosh yeah. amazing would not recommend a deep tissue massage For if you've never had one. one before right, right. I would re- recommend something nice especially if you have a problem with strangers touching you like I do <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a crash course we spent the rest of our time relaxing and, and not doing. <laughs> and not doing anything but drink. A lot of water. Yeah, so much lactic acid. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Well, Amber and I stopped all one time on our way over to Denver, mm-hmm. and we stopped like six times on our way home from Denver.
2: That's never
0: how much happens. water we
1: drank,
0: <laughs> which never happens. Never. So yes, that yeah. was wonderful.
1: It was a it was a really good break. It was a really good vacation. Don't get us wrong.
0: We got but, to watch. Uh,
1: oh my
2: god! Our
0: niece graduate. Absolute kick ass. Then today we got to watch. My sister graduate and yes. my cousin graduate. Yes. So yeah, it was crazy. Good times. It was crazy, but
1: good times.
0: Yes. Unfortunately, in the middle of all of that, we were interrupted with adulthood, and we were not able to record our episode. Right. But we are here now. Ta da! Just like
1: herpes, we're back.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and this episode is a bunch of just weird random random bullshit that's gonna be spewing out of her mouth
1: right it's oddities
0: yeah weird stuff
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> hey before we get into the old audit or yeah oddities things mm-hmm. i'm going to say this you know those studio Sweden trays i've been telling you guys about
2: yes i still love them yeah
1: i still love them a lot i will say this nine hours 27 minutes nice and it was just like i got it i got it i got it i got it i'm done okay uh, cool and yeah. that's honestly how i want it to be Mm-hmm. I want full audio. I want full everything to go with it. And then when it says I'm tapping, mm-hmm. it's done. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And the sound quality from minute one till nine hours and 27 minutes later. Phenomenal. Nice. Phenomenal. So.
0: Phenomenal. Dun, 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 dun. Phenomenal. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my gosh. We're that people. We are. We I are. love it. Um, but, We need to now time how long it takes. Pigs for them to charge
1: it was like well i honestly don't really know because i didn't pay that much of attention i plugged them in while cruising down the highway and they were just like and i'm ready yeah so
0: i know it doesn't take long yeah i said that or i think it said on there that it took under 120 minutes
1: oh yeah it it wasn't for
0: a full charge from from you know, yeah all right. the way but
1: so. comfortable amazing sound quality holy crap get yourself a pair yeah and how do you get yourself a pair you go to studio.com, mm-hmm. find whichever style you'd like when checking out in all caps, the FAP pod, get you 15% off, price is right. Like I've said, I'm I'm still sitting here. I've got the, what are these ones? Regents. Regents, thank you. I've got the Regents on my head right now, and I'm literally looking up at a twice the price set of Beats and a more than twice the price set of Marley's that I'm not bashing Beats, I'm not bashing Marley's. No, they're
0: great enemies. headphones. They're
1: Wonderful headphones. They have both put on oh my god more miles than I could shake a stick at. But these regents, the quality, unbelievable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Unbelievable. So check them out, hit them up, get you some 15% off. And
0: our 15% off may also just be Fap Pod. It's in the show notes. i think it's just fat pod fair enough but yeah we'll get our shit together
2: okay okay
0: they're great headphones they really are i love them yes and they're fancy and i They look good yeah yeah i like them they're, mm-hmm. they're very good headphones
1: yeah so hey before we actually dive into this odd shit mm-hmm. speaking of odd shit facebook twitter instagram all the fat pod also on facebook go to the fap lounge yes. that's where the odd shit happens
0: that's where all the odd shit happens over there you'll also uh you'll see vin and if you don't know who vin is he also has a podcast foodie boozy sweary something 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge mouthful, and yeah, he's awesome.
1: He's gangster as fuck.
0: He's hilarious. You will love him. Anyways, be sure to check us out. We will be more active now, hopefully. Hope so. Hopefully, if adulthood allows. Yes. And uh, you can come hang out with us over on Patreon. Yeah. If you would enjoy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We are
0: always about that. We'll be sending <laughs> out more stickers to all of our newbies. Thank you all. Who have joined recently. We greatly appreciate it. Right. Um. Oh, huh? our Just Killing Time box should be showing up soon. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just Killing Time. Yeah. Trust me.
0: JustKillingTime.org.
1: It's the bee's knees.
0: If you like true crime, we get these badass true crime magazines, shirts, artwork. Oh, just all, all things awesome. Yeah,
1: all kinds of different things. It's it's good business.
0: It really is. All right, I think that's all of our business.
1: <clears throat> yeah, hope so. Yeah, it's kind oh, of a little, little hey.
0: long intro intro into this
1: right that said go look up sugar glider look oh. up sugar glider The sugar glider on twitter on facebook buddy of mine's daughter yes fired so up exciting. her very own comic amazing
0: and and they also found out that right now she's the youngest author
1: that's Fantastic.
0: Right. Youngest author and a female. And we know her. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Bragging rights. Yeah. So you should buy her comic. You should. Because it's cool.
1: (laughs) And they're cool.
0: And they are cool.
1: They're damn cool. And
0: the comic's like all about not being an asshole. (laughs) Right. It's anti bully. (laughs) 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 It's cool. (laughs)
1: Oh, hell.
0: Yes. Yes. Anyways. Perfect. All right. So oddities.
1: Let's get odd.
0: Um, they're just random things that we found that we didn't have enough to put in its own episode, and it's gonna be hopefully full of I don't know weird quinisms and and funny ha <laughs> ha's, just like lighthearted, taking a little a little break because sometimes when life is chaotic, the last thing you wanna do is sit and talk about super super heavy stuff. So. Right. That's that's what today is. So the first one is the skull of Edward Mordrake from 1890. And some people may have seen uh, the picture. It's circulated throughout all of the internet and it kind of looks like an old legit Lord Voldemort Harry Potter type thing. It is a dude with two faces. So the story goes that a man named Edward Mordrake or some call sometimes called Mordrake just depending on which story you click on, was a noble Englishman who was also a scholar and a musician. However, he lived a solitary life with a terrible deformity. Much like in Harry Potter, Edward had a second face on the back of his head. The second face could laugh, cry, and make strange noises. It was also known to be a little sinister, smiling if Edward was crying and the quote demon face, as he would call it, would whisper things to him in his sleep. Okay. As a story goes, Edward Mordrake begged to have the devil twin removed, and when no one would heed his call, he committed suicide at age twenty-three. The methods of his suicide vary; it was either due to poison or a bullet fired between the eyes of his demon, meaning that it would have gone through his yeah, forehead. As well, right, right. Edward also left instructions that it needed to be destroyed before his burial. All of the photos people. People see online are wax replicas of what he could have looked like no one knows where the remains of edward are located and we do not know his birthday or his death date but is such a condition real could that
1: happen right we know of many many different birth defects including twins who were never separated which is what most believe to be the case for edward and his quote demon twin right could it be an extreme case of siamese twins that never separated? Mm. mm, Don't know.
0: Well, I mean, that'd be crazy.
1: It could be. Or it could be a, quote, parasitic twin. Right. So, (coughs) well, throughout history, there have been countless cases of Siamese twins, and in 2008, there was a girl born in India who was born with two faces, but she only lived six weeks. Edward's condition is plausible, made even more so when it was found in a book published in 1890 ninety six two doctors, Dr. George M. Gould and Walter L. Pyle wrote a book <laughs>
0: Private Pyle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i can't help it every time
1: no i'm with it i appreciate it <laughs> they wrote a book called anomalies and curiosities of medicine and it was filled with bizarre medical conditions and birth defects, including the story of edward mordrake hmm. in this article it did say that the quote demon face was actually a woman that's why it's a
0: you didn't.
1: <laughs> oh, I did.
0: Oh, I'm smothering him with a pillow later. It's fine, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> I make the jokes. Ha, uh-huh. ha. Funny, funny. It's a it's a Just cool thing. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding
1: maybe I Wait, no still just
0: <laughs> I can't even be mad because I know I know and it's that's funny okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was actually a woman but the rest of the story remains the same however some speculation would be brought up when the doctors could not provide any sources hmm. they said they didn't create the story only found it and that most they or at most they could say is that it came from a lay source while the condition could be real it would have been extremely rare and the mortality rate is excessively high
0: right we don't usually hear about you would think if somebody had two faces Mm -hmm. we would know about
1: it Mm -hmm. you know sure well and not to say that it couldn't have yeah that it couldn't have happened or that it hasn't happened right but it's very possible Mm -hmm. but many believe that it was unlikely someone with that kind of medical condition could have lived to the age of 23 so the search for the truth continues Right,
0: because that would be kind of... That would be difficult. hmm So, with Digging for the Truth, people uncovered an article by fiction writer Char- Charles Charles lowton Hildreth to the Boston Post in 1985, followed by various other papers followed his first publication. The story of Edward Mordrake was word for word the same as a publication by the doctors, but the story came out a full year before the Anomalies book was published. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Oh.
0: Oh. There were small differences, like the sec- the sex of the second face, which, looking into the medical side of it, it would have been unlikely the face would have been female, and it would have been almost impossible to judge based on just the sex of the face. Like
1: I don't believe, when she keeps saying sex of the face, I don't believe she's saying or meaning to call this person a fuckface. Well, but maybe. if it's
0: whispering bad things to you at night, it's kind of a fuckface. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: or is it like the whole borat thing oh you make this sexy face
0: (laughs) oh sex face (laughs) i like your sex face very nice (laughs) very nice gross (laughs) okay anyways you're not gonna know if it was male or female if there wasn't anything else okay (sighs) okay goodness. (laughs) Charles Hildreth claimed to find these stories through a royal scientific society, so many naturally ate it up. He also wrote about other, quote, freaks, like women whose legs had scales like a fish, a crab boy, and a man who had the body like a spider. That would be terrifying. Burn it.
2: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: With news of the royal scientific society being involved with this case, people looked through countless articles from a place known as the Royal Society of London and found nothing of Edward, a demon face, or anything even closely resembling the Charles Hildreth story or the story from the two doctors. So many speculate Charlie's story was the lay source the doctors said they received their information from. And so they weren't able to ever find anything called a Royal Scientific Society back in that era. So they thought maybe that was just a like mishap and they meant the Royal Society. Idea of London. So they looked through that and they were like, this story I don't find it anywhere. Huh. So, all right, we still don't know.
1: Huh. So who is Charles Hildreth? Come to find out, he was a Fiction writer and a poet. He submitted his story to the newspaper under false pretenses of it being non-fiction. Not something uncommon for the time. It wasn't until the 20th century when a newspaper, or yeah, yeah, when the newspaper put a specific spot out for fiction writers. Other authors of the same period did the same thing. Most notably, uh, quote the Raven, Nevermore.
2: Ah, my homie, Mister <laughs>
1: Edgar, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Yes.
1: Right. The tale of Edward. Mordrake, the nobleman with the demon face, was just a hoax. This story isn't real and there isn't any known story of the demon face type deformity that ever lived very long except
0: so the story of Edward Mordrake may have been bullshit just a fake story and it goes to show how quickly one could spin it and make things sound true but they're really not however there is a condition known as deposperous, i think is how you say it okay i could be wrong
1: uh,
2: okay
0: we're going to make it sound like it and it replicates certain That's not parts not
1: a dinosaur either just saying <laughs>
0: It does sound like a dinosaur. I thought the same thing. That's why I love you so much. Uh, I want to make a dinosaur now. Okay. And it replicates certain parts on the head.
1: (laughs) How do you make a dinosaur?
0: I want to make a shirt that is this condition, but it looks like a dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, it's really messed up. Okay. Oh. Because, yeah. Okay. It is an extremely rare and dangerous disorder, but it has been found in almost all walks of life. One story in particular came from a famous medical case in the 70s and 80s in China. Cheng... Zuping. Thank you. ...was born with a second face on this lower part of his cheek jaw area. There was a mouth, a few teeth, a patch of scalp, a black mass, a deformed tongue, and even a throat. Mm-hmm. When Chang would open <clears throat> his mouth, the other face would open its mouth as well. He wanted the extra face removed, and the whole process was very well documented. You can find it. Uh-huh. This is the real story of the man that has two faces.
1: Just a hundred years later.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, Cheng's condition was known as fetus in fetu? In fetu. In fetu?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Okay, meaning... Oh, wow. I'm going to read this exactly <laughs> as my bride typed it. Jesus, you sound like the principal of High. Meaning he were a twin and the fetus of his twin developed inside of Chang while they were both growing in the womb.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Jesus Christ. I burned
0: every, every ounce of that. The only thing I can think of is I was very distracted when I was writing
1: that. He were twin, huh? Well, goddamn, wife, we ain't cousins. Why are we married?
0: Oh no <laughs>
1: jesus christ
0: <laughs> ooh, 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 i apologize for nothing that was great did it on purpose uncle yep. daddy
1: says i can keep this kitty wait what
0: my uncle says i gave the best blowjobs in town
1: jesus christ <laughs> Well, okay. anyways... Anyways,
0: can we try that sentence again?
1: No, we're not going to try that sentence again.
0: Can we do that in an instant replay? We can. Okay.
1: I'll read it verbatim again. No, Chang's no. condition was known as fetus infetu, meaning he were a twin, and the fetus of his twin developed inside of Chang while they were both growing in the womb
0: okay stop
1: no doctors speculated that what grew or yeah what grew into the black mass on Chen, Chang's face was actually the spot where his twins brain would have been gross this ends our first oddities.
0: yeah we'll have to um, post links on our pages too because you can you can pull it up mm-hmm. and see and it is so crazy-hmm that guy I had an extra mouth and an extra throat and i have questions and
1: he were a twin
0: <laughs> and he were a twin what's up <laughs> <laughs> I try. Yeah? I no, try.
1: No. <laughs> I love you and you're pretty.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Nope. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about medicines and we're going to shift all of the focus off of me and on doctors back in the day who didn't know shit about shit and basically just prescribed ways to kill people all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to see how good are your English is on this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> die in a fire
1: please i sleep next to you i pretty much do every night
0: oh well played <laughs> god damn <laughs> Jenga bitch. (laughs) Jenga bitch. (laughs) The price is wrong, bitch. (laughs) Alright.
1: So, weird medicines.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, medical advances in the last 80 years Mm -hmm. have been amazing. Right. Medical advances in the last 30 years have been astonishing. Medical advances in the last 10 years have been unbelievable. Right. Wonderful. Right. Prior to the last 80 years, sadly, it was like
0: it was like somebody well, somebody like me who also says he were a twin he were a twin and <laughs> you may have some gout and i'll tell you you need to just chop off your whole leg
1: <laughs> right at the hip
0: at the hip
1: at the hip
0: no no medicine to knock you out
1: sadly that's not far from the truth though
0: and then i'm gonna then i'm gonna give you a bunch of booze when you go home yeah. why because i care
1: <laughs> because i care have some of the old grandpa's cough syrup <laughs>
0: also Um. Let's talk about anybody who is a parent knows how hard it is sometimes to get your child to go to bed when you would like them to go to bed. Sure. If you've never had the pleasure of listening to the book, go the fuck to sleep.
1: Narrated by Samuel L. Jackson.
0: I highly suggest YouTube. Oh yeah. As soon as you're done here, pop on over.
1: Right. Now I am going to throw in a slight asterisk here. The slight asterisk. Mm -hmm. The Erica Green case. Oh yes. We've talked about how it's Our responsibility as adults and as parents Mm -hmm. to teach our children and in the process of teaching our children, we are also learning at the same time. Connect. So now take this into consideration that this is not much more than a hundred years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. Medicines.
1: Lots of things have changed in a hundred years. Right. But this isn't very much more than a hundred years ago. And some of this isn't even a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, This is just like really feeding off certain people's perspectives during a period of history. Really, that's all all that it is. Because, kind of like a other funny video called Naptime Spray, this stuff was called Soothing Syrup. Soothing Syrup. And it was made for children when they were upset. Now, this wasn't just for making a child go to sleep when you want them to or anything like that. We're talking gassy babies, Uh teething babies, Uh just bratty kids
2: Uh uh-huh um
0: anything Uh really any excuse any excuse because this wonderful syrup hold on speaking of children we're gonna take a quick little break all right, back from our little mini break.
1: Yep, sorry boot that.
0: It happens. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the soothing syrup would make children extremely chill. The syrup consisted of morphine, chloroform, codeine, heroin, and cannabis.
1: So basically, if you really want to get down to it, it consisted of heroin, chloroform, heroin, <laughs> heroin, and marijuana.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't imagine giving any of our children any one of those medicines <laughs> no yep no nope. can't see one on there
1: Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh-uh. now if it's medicinal cannabis yes whatever right but
0: yeah I, I have a feeling that they they didn't know what they were doing i uh, know no so one teaspoon had enough morphine to kill the average child all right just one teaspoon and children over a year were prescribed one teaspoon up to four times a day <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So terrible twos came from not just attitude, but uh, two-year-olds have lots of aches and pains and whines and whatever. So, you know, that's, yeah that's they are starting to get their bigger baby teeth. They're going through growth spurts. Right. They're getting that attitude. So... They're coming <laughs> into their own, sure. Right. They also called it terrible twos because they'd be... Getting given this soothing syrup and overdose right and die so there was lots of two-year-old deaths during this time period Mm -hmm. sorry i keep getting distracted uh the cat is demanding loves oh yeah demanding like he's disgusting okay
1: so you will you'll probably hear his little kitty motor going because it's picking up on my headphones really well oh good but this is what i will say literally this cat that is on my lap right now he goes by scooby uh black is a struck match i literally gave this cat his first breath yes and he's 14 years old
0: yeah he's old
1: so he's been around a minute he uh very much is and this is what's funny i'm not very much a cat person this is my cat
0: Mm i think he's older than 14
1: oh yeah yeah he is yeah
0: he would have to be
1: god damn yeah he's Jesus.
0: He's old kitty mao.
1: He's sixteen or seventeen.
0: Yeah. But some days he still acts like he's a kitten.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) He's he's a spoiled rotten son of a gun. Maybe he needs some soothing syrup someday.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh Sam. But anyways, sorry. I'll try not to get distracted by an adorable cat. Right. So most often these little kids would get nosebleeds or they would just have a seizure or sometimes they would just go to sleep and never wake back up. Oh, good. Yeah. One of the most popular brands was Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup, created by Mrs. Winslow herself and first hit the market by her son-in-law, Jeremiah Curtis and Benjamin A. Perkins by Nineteen eleven, the soothing syrup was known as the baby killer. But despite that, they continued to sell the syrup in the UK until the 1930s. Oh. Morphine, chloroform, codeine, heroin, and cannabis. Oh.
1: All things great for your two-year-old, you know.
0: Shit. <laughs> that's just, that's a lot of things <clears throat> to be mixing together. Right. And putting into your body at one, no. Mm-mm. mm mm Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Okay. So, now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no soothing syrup.
0: No. No, nope.
1: but uh, this next one, this next one has to do with Mad Hatters. So, I'm sure that majority, if not all, have seen Alice in Wonderland. Of course. This might explain Mad Hatters if you don't understand what Mad Hatters is.
0: Mm-hmm. And ooh, piece of candy, we'll talk about Alice in Wonderland later. Oh, a yeah, matter of fact, we sure will. Oh, no shit.
1: <laughs> but, to my knowledge, and my bride will correct my dumbass redneck thought processes if i oh, screw this up but oh uh, i
0: will he were a twin
1: oh, he, w- he were a twin back down you're,
0: you're on your own
1: <laughs> right but mad hatters is linked to or caused by mercury poisoning
0: right
2: right you know
1: mercury in the old school thermometers none of this new electronic rub it on your forehead ta-da this is what it is but the ones that either went in your mouth or up your bum mm-hmm. <laughs> had the little sh- shiny silver stuff that went running up it the higher the temperature
0: got. Yeah. Oh, I used to play with that. Oh, yeah. One time I had, I think it was the red thermometer broke. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody liked the red thermometer. The blue one is safe. The blue one goes for your mouth. The red one goes in your bum. <laughs> but the red one fell off our fridge and broke and there that's was a shitty fridge <laughs> right <laughs> there was mercury all over the floor and I couldn't clean it and I was panicking so, but then I kept trying to pick it up and because it was just moving around then I was like boop 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 and I played with it for I don't know how long uh-huh. so maybe that's why I'm weird no no, <laughs> no. Shh, I want to blame it on the mercury okay okay so when it came to making hats they they used mercury and stuff quite a bit because mercury was used for everything back in the day. Right. Because they didn't...
1: Had no idea what they were messing with.
0: They didn't think that it was bad for us. Right. Yes.
1: Well, with that, the ancient Chinese thought that mercury was a secret to a long life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, it was also the cause of multiple deaths of the
0: emperors. Right. So you would think that after, I don't know, a couple of them Mm -hmm. die sooner because they are either consuming, rub, they're just getting way too friendly with the mercury.
1: Oh, hey, guess what, though? What? It still happens every day.
2: Oh, it does.
0: Every day. It does.
1: So here's something to make your old balloon not pucker a pinch. Mm Mm-hmm. You like makeup? You like being pretty. You like doing all that fun stuff.
0: Bleaching agents. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, oh, you need a bleached O-ring?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just saying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, mercury is still used in bleaching agents in dermatology. Yeah, dermatology. Jesus. English.
0: Um, It's used in uh, dermatology and cosmetics. That one. We'll just...
1: Yeah, it's lotions, creams, ointments, all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mercury still used to this day mm-hmm. all the time to make you
0: look pretty. I actually read a story that talked about an old, a little old lady who was starting to get super, super just sick all the time and felt really down and really out and really weird. And she had been using this brand of cream for her liver spots on her hands, Mm -hmm. and she was trying to bleach them. Mm -hmm. Once the doctor made her stop using that lotion, Mm -hmm. it took a while, but she started to actually feel better. Yeah. All of her neurological stuff was corrected, and... Yeah. So Mercury can make you a little, can make you Make you a little loopy. Make you a little loopy. Gives you the cancer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which now I think I'm pretty sure everything will give you the cancers. Uh,
1: yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you want to start this one? Sure. Start this one. Sure. Because we're still talking about Mercury.
1: Yep, still Mercury. Mm-hmm. Thomas P., quote, Boston Corbett. Oh, yes. If you don't know the name, never fear, you will before too long. Mm -hmm. We're going to cover this and explain to all of you out there in FAP (laughs) who Thomas P. Boston Corbett is. However, here's the short side of it. Yes. He was the man who killed John Wilkes Booth who killed Abraham Lincoln?
0: Yes, and if you don't know that, you need slap for not paying attention in history. Or we will teach you history if you are not from around here. Yeah,
1: here's some here's some odd shit history coming your way.
0: Right, we're we're telling the history of. way in reverse.
1: Right compliments of us no us -hmm, mm -hmm. you're welcome welcome (laughs) welcome so before he ever joined the military and killed booth earning himself the nickname lincoln's avenger he had a coolest (laughs) nickname huh
0: that's the coolest nickname
1: right (laughs) he had a batshit story
0: oh my gosh this guy is looney tunes and i love him (laughs) like Uh.
1: certifiable Mm -hmm. so the most important part to tie into today's episode is that he was a hatter and more than likely suffered from mercury poisoning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What led many to believe that he was suffering the side effects from hand- handling mercury is that he castrated himself <laughs> one night.
0: He did. He, he what? He cut
1: off the twigenberries.
0: Oh my god!
1: He had a. He gave himself a lop it off of me.
0: He did. He did. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't, you know he Uh-oh. became. Super Super religious and one night he ran into a couple of prostitutes. He was so repulsed that he went home and never wanted to worry about sins of the flesh. So he took his shears used to make hats and lopped it off.
0: He chopped off his dick because he couldn't handle seeing a woman. Uh He couldn't, he couldn't take it.
1: (laughs) Uh So, yeah, he he gave himself a lop it off of me. Ow, But dude. Oh, no, no. Wait just a second. Yeah. He lopped it off. Then he ate his dinner. (sighs) Then he went to prayer meeting. Then he went to the hospital for care.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure if I cut off a part of my body, the last thing I'm going to do is eat and I'm sure as Fuck! Not gonna go anywhere and go pray about it.
1: Right. Well, and like I could be wrong by saying this, but I'm pretty sure I have a general understanding of how anatomy works, mm-hmm. and blood flow makes the parts work.
0: Yeah. So that yeah. means
1: that there is a
0: you're losing a lot
1: major of- vessel and vein because uh-huh. you have to have in and out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've got a <laughs> basically you have a blood interstate running to your sex organ.
0: Yep. Pretty much.
1: And you lop it off, clock's ticking, homie. Yeah. Like, tick tock. Unless he did some gangster shit. You just lop and... off your cock.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That is why I love you. Yeah.
1: But yeah. So he he did that, and then it would be eight years
2: yeah. later.
0: Eight years later is when he, he took shoots care of Booth. Booth. And that that has its own story. Mm-hmm. And he has a story as to why he became so crazy religious. And he is just yeah. It was one of those we fell down that rabbit hole, uh f- stumbled, stumbled upon this.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh just trying to figure out some more fun stories about uh mercury poisoning or mad hatters and uh then yeah this guy will be cool he'll be cool all right jumping back into medicines and stuff of the old uh You know, bear aspirin. Yeah. That stuff that they always tell you if you're having a heart attack to take two of. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they were also the ones who developed heroin. So we can have them to thank for that. Well, thanks, Bear. Thank you for our heroin. There's many people who appreciate it. It was put on the market in 1898 as a cough suppressant. (laughs) So, yeah, here's the fun thing. Uh, they actually found out that heroin was safer, okay? Safer. Heroin is safer than morphine and codeine.
1: Which is funny to me because in both morphine and codeine, that is just synthetic heroin. Yeah. Um.
0: Safer. Cheaper. uh, Okay. Easier. I don't know. I'm not a, not a drug lord (laughs) and I'm not a smart person. (laughs) So anyways, however, with its obvious side effects that aren't, as pleasing apparently <laughs> they pulled the bear heroin off the shelves by 1913 and they banned it in the u.s by 1924 hmm. that's not that long and the barrowin. the barrowin. i love me some barrowin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no right yeah well, i mean they tried they're they were trying to do it for the greater good maybe oh sure <laughs> sure damn I, it
1: and, and this goes back to medical anomalies oddities weird things not knowing what the fuck you're doing but
0: oh yeah well think about the things that we that we started prescribing or that we prescribe now like in however many years somebody's going to look back on it. they're going to be like they took that oh yeah they were they were doing what Uh uh-huh it will be the same thing
1: Mm -hmm. just a different name right well back in the day uh they had liquid cocaine toothache drops
0: yeah it will it will not
1: oh yes yes it will
0: yeah it will numb your tooth you won't yeah. feel it
1: yeah i i've never had cocaine toothache drops but i was not always a good kid and i did do some coke mm-hmm. and i can tell you this if you uh did a number guess what mm, yep yep it'll make your gums go numb real quick
0: a, a number put it in your gums
1: yeah snort your big old line what's left over Lick your finger wipe it up rub it on your gums gums go numb immediately
0: Oh, see? The more you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah,
1: so... <clears throat> also,
0: they used to put it in uh, your Coca-Cola.
1: Originally, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Originally, but, hey, yeah. So, more just, fun things.
0: We just didn't know.
1: Oh, dude, it is there uses for... Well, shit. Every illicit illegal drug has, in some way, a, quote, medical equivalent. Right. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anywho's. So, yeah. So, chloroform used to be used for both asthma and bronchitis
0: well you don't really have to worry about breathing when you're knocked out i guess <laughs> right
1: <laughs> and also as a general anesthetic so oh, see, you know,
0: hey you're fine yeah you're fine yeah
1: and uh well it was also used in mouthwash and ointments mm-hmm. until 1976 yeah. 42 years ago yeah
0: 42
1: years ago oh man um
0: it would have been so much easier to kidnap you yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here, have some mouthwash. Your breath stinks. Wait, what?
0: Does this smell like chloroform to you? No. Perfect.
1: No, it doesn't. It smells like Listerine.
0: <laughs> Sure, sure, we'll go with that. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, now we can talk about Alice in Wonderland. So, while we were learning about Mercury poisoning, um, every time you look it up, it will reference Alice in Wonderland and Mad Hatter. Because in the Mad Hatter, the reason why he is so crazy is because, obviously, he played with Mercury too much. Oh, God. Nice. Excuse me. That may or may not get cut out in the sound part. But if not, that was a good that was a good out man
1: thank you Mm -hmm. you. so thank you anheuser (laughs)
0: Welcome, <laughs> Bush.
1: <laughs> Adolphus Bush. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, okay. The author of Alice in Wonderland, Lewis Carroll, or his real name was Charles Lud- Ludwig Dodgson. Wow. Dodgson.
1: Let's say that with some authority.
0: Charles Ludwig.
1: Charles Ludwig Dodgson.
0: Dodgson. Ludwig. That one, it just fucked me up. Dodgson. Okay, he was the so one. So, if
1: you really wanted to do the proper, it is probably Charles Ludwig.
0: Yes, yes, probably.
1: Charles Charles Ludwig Dodson.
0: Anyways, Lewis Carroll, this guy, yeah. this guy, yeah. he wrote Alice in Wonderland after a girl named Alice Liddell who was a little girl that he loved. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: So the story goes that Charles met Alice and her two sisters while they were playing in a garden at the Liddell home in 1850s. <clears throat> Excuse me, in the 1850s. He was more than just an author. He was also a mathematician and a photographer. So he offered to take pictures of the kids. Alice was one of his favorites. She could be found posing as a beggar's girl, Mm -hmm. which often brings up speculation that Charles may have loved her just a pinch too
0: much. Just a pinch. So, there are many journals or entries missing throughout the time Charles knew Alice, who was 11 when they met. In some of the journals Whoa, let's try that again. In some of the journals that were found, he often talked about being plagued by impure thoughts of a sinful heart, but math helped him fight these terrible thoughts he was having.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: For further look into journals talks about how he found the body of a 12 year old girl to be the ideal image of beauty okay Uh, and he was also known to have written a letter to a 10 year old girl after she sent him a lock of her hair and he sent back to her stating how he had been hugging it and kissing it and longed to do that with her to embrace her so Okay, you know, there's that.
1: Uh huh. Well, he rarely had adult friends and wasn't a huge fan of boys. Plus, out of the remaining photographs recovered, almost all of his photographs were be- or were of girls between ten and fifteen, and they were nude.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alice always had been a prominent piece. However, when asked about Alice in Wonderland or Through the Looking Glass, Charles stated that Alice was no particular girl at all, but a collection of people he had met. Suspicions were raised when there was a break between Charles and the Liddell family. Many speculate that Charles may have proposed to the 11-year-old girl and even for this time, that's a pinch too much.
0: It was a little much.
1: Yep. For whatever reason, they stopped talking for a time and when they picked up their friendship, the children were rarely around.
0: Right. So you just, you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One
0: of the final pictures of Alice is when she was 18 and she looks just paced. She's fully dressed with her hands in her lap Wow, in her lap? With her hands in her lap and a blank expression on her face. <clears throat> when she got older she also would state several times how she didn't want to be Alice and people needed to leave her alone about it. It's just like, please just off is in the direction in which you should fuck. <laughs> right. Uh, and so she didn't enjoy that fame at all. Later way later in nineteen thirty there is an essay put out by AME Goldschmidt to Oxford University claiming it was a clear indication that Charles had sexual feelings for Alice in the story. And when Alice falls down the rabbit hole, he related it to falling in love. Hmm. So while Goldschmidt wasn't a psychologist, many have agreed with his statement. And so maybe that could explain why Alice didn't like the book related to her as much. Who knows? Because if he was, was kind of pervert. Right. She may not have liked him.
1: Sure. Well, Alice would grow up and fall in love with Prince Leopold, but since she wasn't royalty, they could never marry. They both moved on and married others, Leopold naming his daughter Alice and Alice naming her second son Leopold. Another name to note is another son of hers was named Carol.
0: Carol. Like Louis Carol. Hmm.
1: hmm. So, oh, yeah. some dousa tossing about the naked children in this time period was the Victorian era was known to to photograph or sculpt naked kids all the time. It wasn't uncommon to see them in front of Christmas or on the front of Christmas cards or just about anything. Right. In this time period children were viewed as a symbol of chastity and purity. Still are. Yeah. but You don't yeah. have
0: to show them naked. Right.
1: Right. No. It's right. Fried. And <laughs> an adult <laughs> was always present during the time of photography and he stated how he loved children but he didn't <clears throat> love them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but. could go on forever. But we're going to be covering Charles on his own episode with Thomas P. Boston Corbett soon.
0: Right. I mean, it just seems fitting. It does. If we're going to talk about Mad Hatter, we'll talk about the Mad Hatter, and we can also talk about an author who was equally interesting. Right.
1: So. <laughs> as wrong as this is for me to say and, and now knowing this mm-hmm. n- makes me really feel like a fucking dirt bag because i had no idea really what i was saying when i was younger and used to say that it was <laughs> phallus in wonderland
0: oh <laughs> Well, you know. Fucking weirdo. Kids will be kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you were probably not the first one to say it. And you know what? I am I will say it. I was never a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland. I, I don't mind it, but it's not. Right. I don't jump to watch it. It's not your
1: uh, cat's pajamas.
0: Yeah. Yes. Not
1: even the Cheshire cat's pajamas.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. He's, he's all right. And I like the, the worm. Yeah. What the fuck is that? The caterpillar? <clears throat> I don't know. The mm-hmm. thing that smokes. (laughs) smokes out the alphabet yeah he's cool i'd hang out with him oh my God. god dude
1: sorry for that intermission
0: Fuck around, fuck around. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to talk a little, just, just paint, just paint on wax museums. Okay. Because I've always found them interesting. And growing up in Oregon, there was a spot where you could go to Ripley's, believe it or not, a wax museum and like this little gift shop that you could walk down and you would be underneath the water and you could see all the sea lions and stuff because they would all be chilling and all the seals and stuff. Sure. And they would come and swim around and you'd see the, all the crab and just whatever. It was pretty okay. cool. But wax museums freak me out. I don't like wax museums. I don't like dolls. I don't... No. No, thank you. No, Not a big fan. And thank you. Not a big fan. So, but they, they equally... I don't like them, but I'm equally um, curious about them. Sure. That's the word I'm looking for. Sure. So they actually date back to the early 18th century and derive from funeral practices of the Uh, European royal families. In the Middle Ages, it was usually common to carry the corpse fully dressed on top of the coffins through the town. Oh. Gross. Um, sorry. (laughs) But no, thanks. Right. And wax started to be used in order to preserve the bodies a little longer so you could keep grandma out a few more days if you wanted. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just hope, but I know that there were a lot a lot of times we were not very smart and i would hope that they would have taken out the insides who knows oh man um bloating and decomp okay uh some of the earliest wax figures date back to 1317 with that of edward III of england yes that is crazy cool Mm -hmm.
1: so by 19 jesus by 1680 people would no longer Place the dead on top of the coffins, but they would still put them on display. Over time, they realized that they could uh, take this practice of showing off the dead on the road. Mm, cool, right? So they made and kept wax figures and toured around, showing the world important people of our history. Soon, in, or soon, other people started creating wax figures and death masks as well. So this name, there's been debate on: is it Madame Tussaud, Madame
0: Tussauds.
1: Tussaud, Tussaud? yeah ember has it in parentheses two swads
0: <laughs> two swads two swads <laughs> two swad
1: you have one swad i have one swad that <laughs> makes us both have we
0: have two swads two
1: swads together <laughs>
0: Oh no.
1: And it's I, it's I probably have. the most popular and most well known of all of the wax museums.
0: But you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's
1: also been a horrible, shitty fucking movie, House of Wax.
0: Oh, I hated that movie. Oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> oh, I never wanted Paris Hilton to die so bad. Whoa, hey, easy. What? what? I didn't say it. Just kidding. She's a <laughs> lovely person. I'm sure somewhere. Um, But the moment, the the part that messed me up was when the guy comes up from the floor and takes those big scissors and cuts that guy's achilles heel person oh no no uh, yeah, yeah. no i hated that movie for that scene rest yeah. of it didn't care about i don't care put uh-huh. people dip people in wax and make them be figurines while they're still alive whatever whatever leave their achilles alone please right <laughs> Well,
1: speaking of, of death and wax and all that fun shit, many death masks could be found at her museum, mm-hmm. including Marie Antoinette and King Louis XVI
0: mm-hmm.
1: after they were beheaded. They were also, or yeah, there were also her former... In-
0: they were also her... Thank you. Uh-huh.
1: Having a hard time.
0: It's okay. It's okay. They were
1: also her former employers.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's how, like, she has her own story. She grew up learning how to be, you know, like, doing this kind of stuff. And she worked for them. And then they, after they were beheaded, she had to do the death masks for them. Okay. It's crazy.
1: Okay. Well, so death masks are not anything really new, but two swads. Two swads. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One, a two squads <laughs> two two
1: <laughs> was the one to commercialize it.
0: it. Yes, yes, very much so. And so, the part that was curious to me is how do you make one? So, apparently, it is not an easy task. I looked into it, and you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. So, it takes over 200 measurements to make one figure. And they all have to be made 2% larger due to the shrink factor the wax will make. Oh. Yes. So making one requires either you have to mix together or find the exact skin tone and different, all the different shades that everybody's skin can come in. Right. Fuck that. You have to do the same thing for the hair, the eye color, head... All, all of the things,
2: mm-hmm. all
0: of the things. And it takes well over 300 hours to make. And the wax has to sit in a cast for almost two hours, just, just for the head. And the hair, they put on one strand at a time. So it can take easy six weeks to complete
1: Jesus. one.
0: And Jesus. that's just to complete putting the hair in. And uh, now, of course, they will make the bodies out of something different because if they made the whole thing out of wax, uh, it would get heavy and it would sag. Right? Yeah. So I just found that that is odd that it takes so much time and so much energy to make one wax figure so if you ever go to a wax museum don't be the dick that tries to like break them mm-hmm. somebody put a lot of time into that <laughs>
1: A lot. A lot.
0: A lot more time than I would ever think about doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? hmm So, here are some odd coincidences. Yes. The husband and wife who died on the same day, but in different battles.
3: Yes.
1: They were an Irish couple in early 1916 when World War One was starting. A man named John Naylor joined the military and left behind his wife, Marguerite. Margaret, Marguerite, not exactly sure. Potato,
0: potato. Right? Sure, she was a lovely woman. Right. hmm Right.
1: <laughs> and their three kids, all under the age of six. He was shipped off to France, and while he was battling there, Ireland had its own issues going on. It was the same year they fought for their independence. On April 16th, 1916, Marguerite, Margaret, whichever, mm-hmm. left her home to get bread for her children. Unfortunately, she became the first woman to die during the Easter week rising while Crossing the Ringsend Drawbridge,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she had been shot once in the head. Just poop. Yep. Whoops. Done.
0: Happens.
1: Yep. That same day, while in a trench in France, John and his fellow men were gassed and died a horribly painful death. Neither of them knew the fate of the other, and sadly, they left behind their three kids.
0: Yeah. How crazy is that? Same day. Same day. Damn. Yeah. Speaking of odd coincidences, tell tell about that. Uh. Booth thing that we watched earlier the Britons was a britain's got talent with a magic trick yeah uh, yeah that was cool so not a coincidence but just it, another odd thing
1: right oh you guys want to see something really odd i'm not going to slander this i'm not going to ruin this this is what i will tell you look up britain's got talent golden buzzer and the dude's name is mark and his last name starts with an s if i remember correct he's a magician
0: yes he does the coolest magic trick wow Ever, well, ever, hold, ever. Hold please. Ever, ever.
1: Yeah, hold please. Please hold, hold please. Are
0: you looking for names?
1: No, but no? yep. Uh, Mark Spellman. Spellman. Mark Spellman gets the first golden buzzer of 2018 auditions week one. Britain's Got Talent.
0: We'll put the we'll put that link in the show notes if anybody wants to watch that
1: right I will say this uh, check your feels at the gate
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are some feels involved with it but it is absolutely worth the watch
0: and we will be I'll be curious to think to see what other people think
1: mm-hmm.
2: so
0: we'll also put that in with our what's your perspective thread over on the Fab blanche later okay so the first known murder kind of maybe possibly archaeologists in 1984 found evidence of the first known murder that had happened over 430,000 years ago. Oh. Yes. They were in northern Spain, right in the Atapurica? Atapurica? Pir- Mountains? Oh, I feel like an asshole. I should have read that. <laughs> I should have listened and created my two swads. Two swads? Two swads. Uh-huh.
1: I'm gonna go with Atapurica.
0: Atapurica? Okay. They were in northern Spain, right in the Atapurica Mountains. In the where? uh-huh Atapuca uh, wh- what? Atapuca <laughs> <laughs> where they found the cima de los husus sure oh fuck I should not be doing this one I can't <laughs> you should do this one
1: nope you got it get after it dear god
0: damn it <laughs> I'm so offensive I'm sorry also known as
1: yeah, it's also known as a pit of bones
0: right right I'm just so... I'm just gonna admit um I suck at Spanish Yeah. It is what it is. I took three years. Suma de los huesos? Sure. I, if you say it fast enough, I'm sure it will sound just fine. Yeah. I'm... You are better at it than I am. You know more than I do. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. No. In the pit of bones. In the pit of bones. Yes. They found a skull. They later labeled it Cranium 17, which to me sounds boring. He needs a cool name. Okay. Or she. Of a younger Neanderthal. The age and sex is still un unknown because we don't have that kind of technical advances yet Mm -hmm. um and it had two blows to the head just above the left eyebrow yeah
1: yes well scientific analysis Consisting of a CT scan and making a 3D model showed that the blows of the head were made by the same instrument but at different angles. Mm -hmm. This helped decide if the death was accident or murder. With this information, Cranium 17
2: Mm
1: -hmm. represented the first case of murder found in human history.
0: Right, at least that we have proof of. Uh (laughs) After Cranium 17 was killed, the remains were terse down they were tossed down a vertical shaft measuring about 43 feet or 13 meters down a cave complex which is also the only way to get in and out of this cave so straight down okay the skull was found on a pile of over 6,000 bones, equaling out to what they believe to be about 28 Neanderthals. And the skull had been broken into 52 pieces that archaeologists had to put back together. It's hmm. a lot of time. Right. Appreciate you guys doing that. Not me. <laughs> um, it is unknown exactly how the bones got there, but many have theories. And if we are to believe these theories, it would also bring up another first for our history. Many people assume the bones were put there on purpose which would also kind of show the first proven case of when people started to collect the dead or bury them. History previously stated this started happening a Hundred thousand years ago. And that's not to say that it didn't happen before then, just the case of cranium 17 proves it happened way before what they had. Sure. Other remains in the shaft showed that they died from natural causes, birth defects. They, you know, still, I think, are probably looking through them.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. The bodies found in the pit of bones, including cranium 17, show that they weren't modern humans, nor were they common. Or, yeah. The common known Neanderthals, but possibly an early human ancestor that gave rise to the Neanderthals. According to an article published by the LA Times back in May of 2015, lead author Naomi Sala of the uh comp mm-hmm. a, a university. university in Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> is sifting through the other bones to see if there is any more evidence of murder. No updates have been made since.
0: That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not hard to believe that I'm I guarantee since the start of man that we haven't murdered each other.
1: Oh no, there's no question.
0: But it is cool that they're just, they're able to find Mm -hmm. evidence of it. It's always cool. All right. So, um, oh, that's supposed to be Hitler's No-No Square and his favorite Disney movie. That's what we're talking about next.
1: Oh, so it's supposed to be Hitler's No-No Square. Not No-Any Square. My lovely bride, Hitler's No-Any Square and his favorite Disney movie.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So, Mm. Hitler was a very interesting individual from...
2: <laughs> you think?
0: Uh, how he got his sweet-ass mustache, which in some circles, they say that it happened because of a gas mask mishap in the First World War that almost killed him because he couldn't get the seal.
1: Yeah, he couldn't get it to seal proper.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he had a big old gnarly mustache. So he had to cut it down to the his chaplain, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that way he wouldn't uh, die. Yeah. So, I mean, the mask tried first world war it it tried it was going to take him out yeah the mustache would have been his downfall all right (laughs) that is interesting but apparently he also only had one ball and there was even a
1: and it wasn't a basketball it wasn't a soccer ball it wasn't a football it was a
0: testicle
1: It's the weirdest kind of ball ever. <laughs> it's the weirdest kind of ball ever. Hey. What? You know what the cheapest cut of meat is?
0: What? Deer balls. Deer balls? hmm Oh, no. Uh-huh. And why is that?
1: Because they're under a buck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't <Boo>. believe it. <laughs> no. But <laughs> it makes me so happy. So there was this little song that was made about him in school, apparently. And it says, Hitler has only got one ball, and the other is in Albert Hall. His Mother, the dirty bitch, cut it off when he was small. Hitler has one ball, Goring has two, but very small. Himmler has something similar, but poor old Gob Gobels has no balls at all. Oh. Kids are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well. Well.
1: Well, another piece of important information about Hitler. Um he had something called penile or penile hypospadia. What? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, hypospadias? Sure. Uh, sure.
0: My laptop died so Which is a <laughs>
1: congenital disorder in which the urethra does not come out through the head of the peen
2: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes it can be right under the head of the peen mid shaft or in worst case right at the base <laughs> right above the old beans
0: right above the beans right below the frank
1: right <laughs> however both the twig and berry issue she <laughs> she has berries
0: <laughs> he did only have one <laughs>
1: However, both the twig and berry issue <laughs> with Hitler can't be proven one way or the other. Uh, well with his testicles, his childhood doctor said that they were just fine and then a later report by a doctor said his right liked to hide in his body.
0: He liked to play hide and seek.
1: Okay, okay. The penile issue would (laughs) would have been incredibly hard to see unless someone watched Hitler pee or ejaculate. Mm -hmm. However, we can all agree that it wouldn't be too shocking if this was true. Maybe that would explain a pinch of his rage.
0: Dude, if If you only had one ball and you had a pee at the top of your nutsack, I could understand some things. (laughs) I'm just saying. Okay. Hitler also had a love-hate relationship with the Disney movie we all know very well. He loved Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it was illegal to get in Germany due to the fact that it was an American production, and everybody was pitchy and pissy at the time, so anything that was American was very anti-German, and so not allowed. Big no-no. Right. However, it was better than any animation Hitler had ever seen before. So he became a pirate and got a like copy. the
1: shit out of it. Yeah. Yep.
0: He got an illegal copy of the movie and he loved it. It was his dirty little secret. And he also painted watercolors based on the movie. And part of the reason why he loved it is because it also pissed him off that it was so great so his love for the movie was also known in his little circle and when Joseph Mingle found himself seven dwarfs during the holocaust he was delighted to have them put on a show for Hitler and more on the horrors of Mingle and not only what he did to the seven dwarfs but also just medical experiments in general that happened in Auschwitz Mm -hmm. and he will Definitely, Nazi stuff will have its own parts one to a million, I'm sure, throughout this podcast. (laughs) And he was definitely a fucking horrible person. Yeah,
1: he's a gut pile sack of shit. Mm -hmm. Well, here's another odd one. This is labeled fate. The Titanic is probably the most known historical event in 1912. When it hit an iceberg, sank, and many died due to the fact that it was not properly equipped because it was unsinkable Dumbass. so they only had like a third of the life rafts
2: right okay. okay cool well in
1: 1898 an author by the name of Morgan Robertson wrote a book called futility
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: which tells a story that
0: futility f- huh futility
1: futility futility it's fuck it utility with an f at the front of it <laughs> futility yeah yeah which which tells a story that follows the titanic almost to a t another weird piece to also bring forward is that 26 years before the titanic sank there was a story called sinking of modern liner a story by british journalist wt steed about a boat sailing from liverpool to new york that sank and had a high death toll due to the fact there wasn't enough lifeboats
0: Hmm. but wait
1: there's more when the titanic sank one of the people listed as a life lost was W.T. Steed. Damn. You wrote your own death warrant and you didn't even realize it. Yeah,
0: you wrote your own funeral. Yeah. Your own story. Yeah. How fucking weird is that? Right? We're coming to the end of our episode for this evening, and we're going to talk about blowing smoke up your ass. You've heard this saying before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many times.
1: Do not blow smoke up my ass.
0: Yes. Meaning, like, don't...
1: Don't feed me a line of shit. Yeah, Tell me the truth. Yeah. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Just let's yeah. have it.
0: Yeah. Don't don't be fake about it. It wasn't just a saying, apparently, but it was an <laughs> actual medical procedure.
1: Ah, uh, the best part of this is it has your name in it.
0: I know. <laughs> so... These, okay, back to doctors and being, um, you know, whatever. They were trying. Uh, this was used to revive people who they thought were to be dead, usually by drowning. Mm. Apparently, this is going to help you. So somebody, somewhere. They were using tobacco at the time for m- many medical things. Sure. But somebody had to think this. They looked at an ass and said, you know how I could save them? Let's blow some members in their asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And here's a great little rhyme by... Dr. Holston in 1774 to help remind people how to save a life. when will you please read this?
1: (coughs) Tobacco glister, breathe and bleed, keep warm and rub until you succeed, and spare no pains for what you do may one day be repaid to you.
0: Um, breathe and bleed. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty intense, uh, yeah, rhyme. Yeah. To help you remind. uh, So to
1: to give it. A, a slight breakdown on that. The very first two tobacco glister.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Glister is um also known as enema. Yeah. Uh, so let's read it in that term. Tobacco enema. Breathe and bleed.
0: Breathe and bleed. What? No. That sounds terrible.
1: Uh-huh. Keep warm and rub it until you succeed. <laughs> that's wait what and spare no pains for what you do may one day be repaid to you yep i don't need anybody blowing up or blowing smoke up my ass figuratively or literally
0: (laughs) (laughs) right literally do not blow smoke up my ass
1: dude you blow smoke up my ass literally i'm pushing like (laughs) i'll blow an o-ring and i'm gonna spray you i don't even care
0: So the first time it was practiced was in 1746 when a husband found his wife who was unconscious because she had supposedly drowned. So he took his tobacco-filled pipe and inserted the stem into her rectum and blew smoke. The hot embers hitting the inside of her colon (laughs) jolted her awake and he's like "Turter, i saved your life yeah. and thus a practice was born
1: okay well tobacco enemas was an actual real thing and they were created by nicholas culpepper who would put tobacco into a suppository uh, to help treat things like hernias oh yeah when i had my hernia that's what i'd want to do is shove a cigarette in my ass <laughs> The smoke enema hit popularity thanks to an English physician, Richard Mead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Blowing smoke into someone's rectum was believed to increase the patient's heart rate. Well, fuck yeah, leave my butthole alone.
0: I'm, I'm just going to say, anything goes into my ass, my heart's going to be a little extra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a little excited. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it gets your heart rate up, which is believed to help respiratory functions. It's also believed that smoke would <coughs> drive out the drowning victims. They didn't drown by swallowing water with their asshole dummies.
0: I know that sometimes. Uh,
1: if you jump off a too high of a ledge <laughs> and you're not on full clinch when you hit water, you you don't intentionally swallow with your <laughs> balloon knot, but you'll take a little in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> blowing smoke into somebody's asshole is not going to dry out their lungs.
1: Mhm.
2: The
0: colon isn't even in the same. Nope, not going to happen. Um, not going to happen. Mhm.
1: And it actually became a favored method over mouth to mouth. Yeah. People would try the smoke enemas first and only do mouth to mouth if the ass smoke <laughs> failed to save the life. <laughs> um oh god that's a whole new meaning to atm
0: oh no Mm -hmm. so london doctors william Hawes and thomas cogan together formed the institution for affording immediate relief to persons apparently dead from drowning (laughs) that Mm. was that was the organization let's try that again the institution for affording immediate relief to persons apparently dead from drowning Mm -hmm. they did that in Seventeen
2: seventy four. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, later, thankfully, it was renamed to what is more commonly known as the Royal Humane Society, which is actually an organization that they still use today, and they use it for recognizing when somebody commits like an act of heroism and saves somebody' lives, somebody's life. Somebody's okay. life. Sorry. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Several water, several waterways actually stated, <clears throat> excuse me, started to keep a. <laughs> I can't even do this.
0: It's okay. We don't need to be serious right now. You can't be serious talking about this subject. You can tell clearly in my notes. (laughs)
1: several waterways actually started keeping a little ass kit in case of emergencies it would have a bellows and flexible tubes this allowed people not only (laughs) to not be so close to a person's rectum but still do butt stuff and yeah so any pipe would work
0: it would. It I mean, would. It would. You could use, people preferred using the the tube and stuff, so you don't have to get right all up in there. But, yeah, yeah it didn't matter. Didn't right. Matter. Well,
1: <laughs> one of the issues they found is when someone would inhale versus blow, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god one of the issues they found is when someone would inhale versus blow they should get quoting ember here rectal cavity stuff in their mouth (laughs) that's poop dude (laughs) that's poop dude (laughs) yeah well cholera was common (laughs) Which is a bacterial disease that causes vomiting and diarrhea and is often fatal. Well, if I tongue darted a dirty four-day-old balloon knot, I'd probably puke and end up with the shits as well and hope that I died.
0: But if you think about it, baths weren't a thing back then. They were all dirty all the time.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, a a four-day-old asshole's a clean one.
0: That's why. That's why it was probably only used for people that were drowning because
1: they were "quote unquote" washed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they got a little wet first. That's
1: just a soggy funk. Then (laughs) soggy (laughs) funk. (laughs)
0: That sounds like a great band name, the Soggy (laughs) Funk. Fair enough, fair
1: enough. Another fun note is people were doing these procedures often on people who were uh, already dead,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it wouldn't be until 1811 when doctors discovered tobacco was uh, toxic.
0: Yeah, like after they've been using it for forever.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoopsie, whoopsie. It's kind of like that heroin situation, but yeah, um yeah i just imagine thinking of a drowned victim and you're in that moment and your first thing is like oh, gosh shove this stem this pipe tobacco in this person's asshole mm-hmm. and blow backwards mm-hmm.
1: what it'll help dry him out
0: who, who thinks? Who thought of that?
1: (laughs) A pervert.
0: Total pervert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say this. I'm not afraid of butt stuff. Right. I mean, whatever. Right. But I'm not going to share a smoke with someone that's shoving their pipe in their balloon knot. No. 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 No.
0: And no. the tobacco leaves like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, when you're a fire bl- pops and blowing... it hits you wrong and you're like, ah, it. no.
1: Yeah. Blow that into your precious pink parts.
0: Yeah. Your precious, your delicate pink tissues. Uh-uh. No, that's just rude. That's uh-uh. just offensive. No wonder you're going to jolt a drowned victim alive.
1: Yeah. Uh, no.
0: Uh huh.
1: And it's going to dry you out. Um, I've never inhaled through my butt. I've exhaled often. <laughs>
0: but
1: I've never inhaled.
0: My asshole has never clutched its own pearls.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no.
0: So yeah, these are all those random, those random things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this mm. episode is definitely you can tell just very chill, very laid back today. Pretty laid
1: back, pretty mellow. Life is good. Meow.
0: Time for bed.
1: It is time for bed.
0: All right. Well.
1: Ladies and germs, thank thank, you very much.
0: Thank you all for listening. We hope you giggled a few times and we will see you next week.
1: Right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.